Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of the Sunday Night Q&A. Name is Brian Anthony Davis, alongside me is Big Bro Sco, and we are together again. It's We don't get together often on here, but when it is, it's special, and I feel like I'm an honorary Schofield. I'm like Cousin Oliver that's been to the Brady Bunch in season six, so... But I, I am a part of the uh, – I like to be a part of the SCOs. Big bro, what is going on, Rich? Hey, things going great, Brian. And you know what? You you would fit it – like, you should come to, like, one of our family gatherings we have at Dave's house sometime or something because, like, you fit in well with how the Schofields are. Just really? Kind of wow. Crazy and loud and boisterous and just – you know, fun loving and have a good time. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's our family when we're together. That makes me feel good that you think that I would fit in because I think I'd be the guy that who invited that guy. (laughs) How are you friends with him, Richard? No, that's David. No, that's yeah. No, that's uh, actually what we say about Dave when we go to Dave's house. (laughs) Who invited that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Hey, I am feeling so good because this is, quite possibly the beginning of the end of Q&A, which is not a bad thing, because not too long from now, we're going to have to replace the TNA with a little something called the Steelers post-game show. Replace the what? The Q&A, the Sunday night Q&A. Yeah, that's not what you said. I won't repeat what you said. Oh, my God. Did did I? (laughs) Yes, you did. Um. Well, I was thinking, I guess I was thinking about wrestling total nonstop action. So um, we we might have to replace the total nonstop action here of the Q&A. So um, that's, wow. So (laughs) with that being said, Rich, what is up? Okay. Um, Yeah. You know what? Steeler football, that's what's up. We've had a lot going on. Although, you know what? I'm really feeling bad for some folks this weekend i mean i i know there were probably lots of people out there that had plans to do the friday night lights followed by by practice on saturday afternoon and they got neither i know i I tell you what that really stinks um if you make because people make pilgrimages heck very own i mean us think about the guys here at btsc 
you yeah. and Kyle and, and your family, you came from Maryland, which is probably the easiest trek. Yep. We had, we had a uh, coach KT Smith took a family vacation and a pilgrimage to Pittsburgh and, and uh, my gosh, their family, it's their family is all in on Latrobe and on the steel oh, yeah. city. Uh, the uh, Smith family was in it. And it was like, it's like the family business being born because, you know, Kevin had his nine year old working and counting different things that they did. <laughs> I'm like, man, this was a business trip for you as a coach. And he even called his assistant coach up and said, Hey, we're, we're going to run this drill. Let me tell you what I'm excited about, but they absolutely loved it. They came from New Jersey for it. And it's the Steelers. My man, Daniel J came from Texas. So, you know, man, there people plan trips around it. And if you go and they're not there because of the rain, because of mother nature, that stinks. But as you know, when you buy that ticket, rain, sleet, snow, that game's 99.5% going to go on unless there's yeah. a natural disaster or something worse. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was Dave was saying, hey, at least they may, you know, at least when you're going to training camp, that's kind of why they make the tickets free because you just never know what could play into it. Um, so you're not out, you know, fans aren't out any money, but they kind of are if they've made the pilgrimage there. But ho hopefully folks were able to make the best of it. Um, I mean, the Steelers made the best of the situation they had. You know, they, they did practice on Saturday, but went back to the, to the UPMC Rooney Complex uh, to get in there on Saturday. I mean, I don't know about you all, bad, but out here in the western part of Maryland, we're just down the ridges from Latrobe. And we, over the past few days, luckily not here at my house, but the other end of the county has multiple times been under flash flood warnings. We've been pretty good here in uh, the part of the state that I'm in. Uh, I, I never tell you where in Maryland I am. Some of you know. But uh, here, where I'm at, yeah, it's not bad at all. So it's, uh, you know, we had light rain here and there, but nothing where uh, we were batting down the hatches. I mean, my son had to leave the pool today because he and his friends were there and there was some thunderstorms and it was close to five o'clock. So they said, all right, we're shutting down. But that was about it. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and bring up a question. George Teston said, did you drive, Rich? If so, how long of a drive? Yes, George did drive up um, really from here. From my house, it takes just under 90 minutes, about 80 to 85 minutes from my house. So that's uh, sweet. To Latrobe. So it really is not a bad trip for me at all. I used to have territory there for work, and that was a, that was a trip. That definitely was a trip. I mean, it would probably be, I'd say, two and a half to three hours for me. But uh, you get into the part of life that's not highway and not turnpike and you're, when you're in back roads. You know, sometimes that's not fun, especially in January where I've done that before. So, Rich, let's go ahead and and uh, tell everybody what we're doing. I mean, this is always our short show of the night, but it's where we let you guys decide what we talk about. And it's the Q&A. It's the Sunday night Q&A. And like I said, there's only a few of these left because come September 11th, when the Steelers are in Cincinnati, you're not going to want to ha have to ask just regular questions you're going to want to hear all about that game and that's when the post game show is going to be happening we will be back for that we have a whole new season of that we have a west coast crew as well for those late night games so it's going to be lots of fun we are actually starting up 
next week when the Steelers are playing Seattle, we're going to have a post-game show. We're going to post-game shows for the post-season, excuse me, the preseason and hopefully the post-season. So you will, uh, you will have plenty of us talking about games, and that is right around the corner. LumberZack94 is in, and everybody get your comments in the queue. We're going to take as many as we can. Sup, fellas? Who is both your guys' favorite bubble guy to make the team? I love what I've heard of Mark Robinson. I just have a weird feeling he makes the team some way, somehow. Big bro, I think I think Mark Robinson's become a darling of the fans. Yes, he has. How do the Steelers feel about him, do you think? Um, you know what? The preseason games are going to, and what they look at him in those games, I think is going to tell me a little more. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, we, we've got to see that. But who was it that... Was it Miles Jack that was just talking him up the yes, other day? It was somebody on defense is loving this guy. And and you know, Miles Jack is a guy that I'm sure he's somewhat secure in his position, but he's new to the team and he's talking up a guy behind him that could be making a play for his job one of these days. And that's pretty good. One that that shows me unity, but that also shows me that uh that talking these guys up means that they believe and they're gelling. Yeah, now, now for me, I've got, you know, the guy I have there uh, is actually, I, I got to take the guy because I had him up pretty high on my list, Dave and I did on the Scobro show of our top five possibilities for Camp Darling. And so I'm going with Jalen Warren because okay. I had him up there. I had him up there at number two on my list. Wow. And he is doing, he, he is getting some of that same kind of hype that Mark Robinson is, and you know, he, he's kind of getting it over on the offensive side of the ball in terms of running backs. Just he's gotten some pretty high praise and, and his has even come from coach Tomlin, uh, some pretty high praise for the, some of the things he's, you know, he's been doing. Um, I like to tell everybody he, he's a MJD kind of guy, Maurice Jones, kind of looking guy, a little bowling ball. Yeah. And, uh, he's been showing it and, and playing real tough. So, I'm interested to see th those two guys are, are, in my opinion, the top two, the top two, what we like to call darlings, the guys that you're not sure if they could make the team, but might find a way to make the team. I think they're top two right now. Those guys, they are definitely Isaac Redman award winner candidates. I lost my Isaac Redman award winner already. He got cut last week and oh, gosh, it, it was the, uh, it was the linebacker. And now I just I just lost his name, but he just got cut when they brought in the wide receiver. And why am I forgetting his name? Um, was it Johnson? Uh, my goodness, I am uh, I am embarrassed because I uh, I guess he's gone just a New York minute, and I can't remember who he is. So that's absolutely terrible. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? I, I could find him real quick. I know when the cut took place and I realized now that was your guy and I don't remember who it is. That well, was. I'm going to have it in a second, but I'll tell you who my new camp darling is. And it's uh, it's a guy that might not really fit as far as an Isaac Redman award winner, but I'll go ahead and talk about him as well. But Tyree Johnson, yes. I lost his first name outside linebacker Tyree Johnson was my guy and I lost him. So I looked him up. So if somebody put him in the live chat, I did not see it. And uh, so I just went and found it. It looks like, oh, you yeah, have someone found it. Shaquille, 
found it for me. Shaquille Gregory, thank you very much. Dave Schofield did too. I guess uh, I guess he knows something um, a little bit about these guys' names. So um, my camp darling is a guy that really he shouldn't be. He he's probably going to be making this team, but there was some question because he could be the fifth wide receiver on this team. That's a guy who's had a thousand yards before. It's right. Anthony Miller. Yep. But I really think a lot of people thought that Miles Boykin can beat him out. Cody White can beat him out. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's it's Anthony Miller because I love what he's doing. I love his rapport with a guy like Mitch Trubisky. So you know that's uh that's what I'm looking for. Some people like Cody White in here. People like Connor Hayward as well. But what are your thoughts on Anthony Miller? Is that am I stretching? Is he too established to be my camp darling? Um, that's that's why Dave and I left him out as camp darlings. Um, just because he's been in the league for a while. Okay. Yeah, but I um not to say that he's not a camp darling. Not to say that. Some people probably looked at a stretch for him to make the roster, and now he might. Um, I don't know. I well, I'd, I'd think maybe definitely he'd he'd be someone eligible for the, you know the the Isaac Redman Award, but um, yeah, no, he's in that weird limbo area. Lumber's X question was, "Who's your bubble guy?" So I think we could count him as a bubble guy. Yeah, he's definitely a bubble guy. Yeah. All right, let's let's go to George Rice. The question is, if no quarterback has clearly stepped up to take the reins, then why not put your future quarterback in now, meaning Mr. Pickett? He has to get his feet wet eventually. Rich, what do you think about that? My argument on that one, George, would be that you're talking a real young guy, and if he hasn't stepped up and take the reins and you hand them to him and it doesn't go well, you potentially ruined him. That's true. I mean, gee whiz, just look at the Browns. How many talented young quarterbacks have they ruined? So um, I, I don't want to see that necessarily happen. I mean, that was a plan with Ben. I mean, it was, you know, it was yeah. going to be Tommy Maddox and not Ben. You know, it was a fluke that Ben ended up in the games his rookie year. It really, I, I see where you're coming from there. I, I agree with you, Rich. And what I'm going to say is, I see, George, what you're saying about, you know, why not get the future started? But see what you can do, because there could be a brief future with a Mitch Trubisky if he does well. I believe he's going to do well, actually. And he can help pave the way. If push comes to shove after six games and you're in a situation where you think, all right, it's time to bring Kenny in, go ahead. But throwing him to the Wolves of the Bengals, tough defense. Then the next week, the Patriots, not a not a bad defense either. They're Belichickian, so you never know what's going to happen there. They, they manufacture some good stuff there. And then the next week, Cleveland, you know, I would probably, if you see him at all, I don't think you – you start him until they play the Jets week four. If you if you can't, correct. Even even if you're like, you know what, nobody's really stepped up, nobody's really taken it. I don't necessarily think we throw him in there week one. I'm with you. I'd wait till about week four. So um 
other uh, other names that have been coming out as far as darlings i like to throw them out here Jannard avery's one and i really like that too um i think he is going to be something special um i just saw a question here i got i got one i think it was the next one yep that's that one joseph mislegenovic following Steeler reports on a daily basis there seems to be little or no mention regarding any competition regarding the punters your thoughts well there's two there cameron is elect number 16 and number six, my man Elvis, that no one else will call him Elvis. Um, in fact, I'm not allowed to call him Elvis, but because uh, Jeff and Dave get mad at me for that. But, you know, Presley Harvin III is there too. So those are the guys that are in there. With punters, no good, no news is good news, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I'd say yes, because if there was really a lot going on there, then you'd really maybe have something to worry about. Let me just tell you this right now from the day I sat up at camp because I watched punting. Okay. They spent a whole session on it for 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Right now, I don't think it's much of a competition. Think it's Harvin. Oh yeah. Harvin was booming them 50 yards. He even hit one. Brian, he hit a punt 80 yards in the air. I mean, he had and a lot he, going on. He was, he was consistently in that 50 range, as was as was the other punter. But uh, I'd say the other punt's probably more in the 45 range. Harvin seemed to be a little longer. And then when he let go of that one and went 80 yards on the fly, I'd never seen a punt travel like I saw that punt go. Let me ask you this. I mean, in this week, I could finger SB Nation and BTSC here. Are we tough on punters here? Steeler Nation, Jeff, and all of us here at BTSC? I think that fan bases in general get selectively tough on punters. Okay. I think I think Steeler fans, I think BTSC, I think we are guilty of being tough on punters. Not saying that we're not your one-stop shop and non-stop shop for everything Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just saying that we are a little tough on, on that position. Actually... Um, I don't know, Dave. Do you put that out there yet? Yeah, you know, you know, he 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 was giving me a whole breakdown on numbers of Harvin's punting last year, and he oh, actually okay. punted. He actually punted very well at home. Um, he had a very good average at at home. His he had okay. he had these struggles on the road. So, All right, um, I I wasn't seeing those. So if you do see him, let me know because I'm a. I'm actually looking for questions, so okay. uh, I do apologize, but let me know about that. Let's go ahead. I know we had one from Wes, and I was trying to find it, and it was right after, I think, and it, I, I could tell you what it was you before there I put it, it up. There it is. Do you think DJ's contract affects Claypool's future here at all? You know, I talked about this the other day with Dave, and maybe about 10 15%, but doesn't matter now. But there's there's a possibility. What do you think? I actually, if you really look at how it's done and structured, um, the Steelers are going to have a little bit of time to figure out. Yeah, like they're, they're still potentially going to have the opportunity to say, you know what, we'll go. At, you know, if if Claypool balls out and they decide and they re up his contract and sign him on when this when this two year extension with DJ finishes, they can let. They they can let him walk, so 
or they can let Claypool walk here at the end of this contract with him. So the Steelers are going to have options. That's the thing that his contract did. It allowed them to keep the door open to possibilities of who they want to keep. That's a great question, Wes. And the reason I think it's a great question, because I brought this up the other night. That's one of the first things I thought. And then I immediately thought, last year at this time, we were talking about how you would not see Deontay Johnson in 2023. In fact, I was, I was talking a couple of weeks ago how you're not going to see Deontay Johnson in 2023. I was pleasantly surprised that he stayed. We've had all those talks about him. I kept on saying, I don't think the Steelers are going to do it, but you know, I would actually, I would think that he could possibly warrant it. But what happens in this situation is, you know, the need was now. So I'm going to bring up a song and it's a song that not a lot of people know. It's from Starship and it's called Tomorrow Doesn't Matter Tonight. And in the 2022 season, tomorrow doesn't matter. I know with a lot of us, it does, but I'm just focusing on 2022 and that season hasn't even started yet. We will worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, I really think that uh, if Claypool's not here, I think it's because he's going to ball out like crazy this year and he might be the one going to greener pastures because there's not enough green here in Pittsburgh. BB. Oh yeah. I I agree. I, I I think you're on it there. Um, Again, I just, I think Omar Khan is actually with the structures of, you know, with this deal with Deontay Johnson, the way he's worked this is, is leaving he's left doors open for the Steelers, which I think for the franchise is the best move. Yeah, I absolutely think that. Um, let's go. Actually, we're going to have to go a little more rapid fire yep. here because I didn't realize how the clock was winding. Holding to it. What has to happen for Pickett to start? Rich? Simple. Coach Tomlin has to feel that he gives them the best chance to win. And everything blows up before it. Yep. What player do you guys see not making the roster this year that made it last year? Asks Shaquille Gregory. I'm going to go on the defensive line. I'm going to say Carlos Davis. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. Um, I, hear, I hear Khalil's actually outplaying him. I mean, Khalil is having a monster camp. I I could actually say, you know, guys like that, um, not louder milk, but maybe Montrevious Adams. Um. Mine, I'm staying on the defensive side of the football, and I'm going to go with Marcus Allen. Oh, I uh, I just saw I just saw a show with him, and they called him something slime. <laughs> it was a, I mean, forget what his name, but it was that Grillin show with uh, Zach Gentry and Pat Fryermuth, um, which I don't know why Pat Fryermuth's not on it because Zach didn't let him talk. <laughs> As long as he's he's let him talk on the field. That's all I care about. Shane Flint, thoughts about Calvin Austin making an impact? The only way he doesn't, if there's just not enough balls to go around, PBS. Yeah, I, I think that actually the Steelers are going to have, you know, a small package of, of plays they want to use every game to try to get him involved. And... All it takes is him getting involved to start to make an impact. And I think that the the possibility is going to be there. He's not going to get tons of chances, but he's going to get some chances. 
Let's go back to 2010. Emmanuel Sanders, round three. Heinz Ward is still there. Antoine Randall L is back for a year. And then there's Antonio Brown, the sixth round draft pick, which, you know, he did not. I mean, his numbers were good as far as yards per catch. He had that kickoff return, but he forced his way in to actually have more action in the playoffs than, than he did in the regular season. You know, I just think that uh, when you have that much talent, that it doesn't mean anything first year if things don't happen for that guy. Let's go ahead and look at Michael O'Malley here. Thoughts on George Pickens. To me, he is the most talented wide receiver we have. I think as far as talent, yes, Michael, he he has amazing talent, but I uh, th- that's a talented cupboard. You've got all, I think you have all brand names in there, and there's there's not a generic in the bunch. Big bro? Yeah, it's definitely a cabinet full of, uh, shall we say, lots of Heinz yeah. and not Hunts. You know? Yes. <laughs> they, there you go. Except for, you know, my parents are moving to Hunts or, or like Aldi's brand, and it, it's killing me. Um, Richard Crutchman gives us a $5 sticker. Um, thank you very much. A super sticker. If you have a question, Richard, please feel free to throw that in. Uh, some other names that we're seeing up here, Connor Hayward, um, Buddy Johnson as uh, People's Camp Darlings. Um, I'm even seeing a, a picket is the real deal. Robert Cotting asks, do you think the Steelers four receivers they have now could be the best receiver group ever? I think Anthony Miller makes them a fab five, big bro. Yeah. Um Put it this way, it may be the the deepest wide receiver room. It, it could be the deepest wide receiver room the Steelers. But the quarterbacks have seen ever. But we'll see. The quarterbacks have to be getting the ball. It's yep. gotta be a good situation all around. I I thought two years ago that I mean, I thought a lot in the last few years that it was gonna be absolutely amazing when you had Juju in there. Um, with Claypool coming in as a rookie, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, I, th- I thought they were going to be absolutely amazing then. So, you know, it's, it's just really tough. You, you just don't know who is going to, uh, how it's all going to shake out. Who's going to get mad. Who's going to feel like he needs more balls because yep. not only do you have amazing receivers, I, I really think you have guys with the potential to be number one, including chase, Deontay is a number one. A lot of people don't want to admit that. But then Pickens seems like he's a guy they want to go ahead and go with. And he's he's first team. When you see the chart, they have yep. three first team wide receivers. Then throw in the fact you've got Pat Fryermuth who is ready to break out. And I, I actually I thought he broke out last year. He's ready to I think he's ready to get into that top five as far as tight ends. And then Najee Harris catches a lot of balls in the backfield. So there's a lot of balls. They're going to have to be slinging a lot of pigs. And if you are in a situation where you don't have, uh, you're running the ball a lot more than, than uh, you usually do, then there's going to be some people without the targets they deserve and want. Very, very possible. Again, it really comes down to, you know, um, Matt Canada's offense and the game plan week to week to see how things kind of 
play out for these guys. But, you know, we, we do have a nice bunch of talent there. But again, we got to get the ball in the hands of that talent to let them show what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. D3L009, who is the number two running back week one? This is the toughest one for me because, you know, it's not going to be McNichols. He's gone for the season. They just brought Master Teague in. They're looking at other names. I guess the Jordan Howard thing is not going to happen because we have not seen anything from him in over a week. And they brought some more guys in just the other day. You know, of course you have Snell and McFarlane. People are saying McFarlane looks pretty good, but hasn't been able to make the field at all. Snell is probably your best opportunity as a as a potential starter right now in that room. And then there's Mateo Durant, which I expected to be hearing a lot about, and I hope to be seeing a lot about Mateo Durant. Um, but everybody, everybody's talking Jalen Warren. And D3O also says that Warren's my sleeper pick. Looking for my thoughts, I I need to see him in preseason action. I need to see him in game action. I think we're going to see a lot of Jalen Warren in the third and fourth quarter next week. So yeah. it's going to be interesting, but we got to we have to see Snell. We've got to see McFarland. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see much of 22. In fact, if they treat him like a quarterback, and I know he's hurting right now, so I don't expect him to even play against Seattle, but he's not seriously hurt, but he's been out. And uh, he's saying that's a good opportunity for him. But I just don't want to see much 22 in the preseason. Do you, Rich? No, I don't want to see too much of 22 either. Um, we know what we've got there. He doesn't need to, to show a whole lot of anything to me. That That's for, that's for sure. Uh, treat him like a quarterback. I have no problem. Christopher Eleven, will a scrambling quarterback take the pressure off of the O-line, Rich? In some ways, I really want to say yes. Um, I, and the reason I'm saying yes is because um, really the past couple of years with Ben back there, everybody knew where Ben was going to plant and the line was going. You know, the defensive line was headed towards where he was going to set up and the offensive line had to try to keep him off of it. Now, at least there's the chance for moving pockets, um, the ability for the quarterback to, to get out of the pocket if need be. And um, I think it will look a lot different. Sean Mahoney says, if we see 22 in preseason, he better have bubble wrap taped around him. That's funny. Nice. Our last question, Johnny Bravo, are all the quarterbacks playing on Thursday? I doubt it. What do you think? Rich. You mean on you mean on Saturday? Uh, Saturday. You know, I think Johnny Bravo. I mean, it's always Thursday. It is Saturday, but it's always Thursday, isn't it? Uh, sure. It's yeah, but Thursday. they basically kick off on a Thursday night of their preseason. Yes. So yes. I, I, when I read that, I wasn't thinking anything of it. So I'm not the correcty correct correctors in here, John. That's okay. Um, no, I we. Week one, probably no. Actually, I don't think you'll see all four play in the same game all preseason. You got to see three, though, right? Yes, I would imagine we'll see three. So I'm I'm thinking that you just don't see Oladokun. I uh, that would be my guess right now. Yes. So there you have it. Um, 
I am going to go ahead and take one more question. I said this is the last one, but Lon Campbell popped up. And what do you think about Devin Bush sharing the top spot with Spillane on the depth chart? Um, also, there was a question earlier on who gets the green dot, which I missed. And I remember that now, so I'm going to throw it in. I think the green dot still goes to Devin Bush. But I think right now, what they're going to do with Brian Flores, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of moving parts in this offense, excuse me, in this defense. There are going to be so many different packages. I don't think the depth chart re- might even matter. I I wouldn't be surprised if they're talking to these guys and saying, all right, we're rotating the three out of you like crazy. Right. What do you think, Rich? Um, very much could be. And, and in terms of what I think, you know, Devin Bush sharing that top spot with Robert Spillane, I just waited for Coach Tomlin to put it out there to Devin Bush to say, hey, just because you were the number, you were a first round draft pick, top 10, doesn't mean anything. Got to show it on the field. Absolutely. But I I really think that, well, we're going to find out a lot about Devin Bush this year because if he's good and he's the future, we're going to know it this year. Because last year had to take, had had to be the time to completely heal that injury. Because remember, it was just at a year in October. So we're going to see, if Eminem's here, he's saying, will the real Devin Bush please stand up? And we're going to see the real Devin Bush. Um, We just don't know who it's going to be. With that being said, we got to get on out of here. But I do want to talk about something real quick, Big Brosco. We talked about this earlier, and this is a tough one for me because, you know, I am a fanboy in a lot of things. I'm a fanboy with the Steelers. I'm a fanboy with television, movies, a lot of things. And one of my favorite shows of all time lost a great co-star. And I was just bringing it up to a uh, big bro Sco, And the reaction was classic because he was like, no, because here he and his family, he and Kyle definitely love the show Magnum PI. And we lost the great Roger E. Mosley today. He was known as TC Theodore Calvin on that show. He drove the helicopter. He's a fantastic actor and just a class guy all around um, with his wife for over 60 years. And he passed away today. And uh, just really, uh, really sad news for me that um, just loves old TV. I know Tony Defio is, I hope Tony's not watching this now. I hope Tony doesn't know because he's going to be, you know, heartbroken as well. Rich, your thoughts. Oh, yes. I always look back as, you know, just another piece of my, my younger days now gone. Yeah. And that's what makes it tough. Cause you have all of those shows on DVDs. I do. Yep. I, I do have the entire series on DVD. Makes me know that I'm going to have to go upstairs, break them out and get to watching them again. Yeah. I, I, I just wa- I just streamed them at around Easter. I watched all of them. I actually watched them on Netflix, but I watched them at Easter. So, anyways, uh, let's on that note. Uh, blessings go out, thoughts and prayers to the family of uh, Theodore Calvin. We also lost a Steeler earlier in the week. I brought it up on the preview. Jack Delaplane, um, the great from Super Bowl nine and ten, um, a great special teamer, passed away as well. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Um, hey. Speaking of family, you're a family. 
our live chat, the ones that listen to this show, and we don't even know you're listening, those anonymous ones, and a lot of them on our audio-only side. If you're in your car right now and it's Tuesday morning and you're listening to us, the rebroadcast of this, thank you. We can't do these shows without you. Speaking of shows, you're going to want to check out Let's Ride tomorrow morning. You're going to want to check out Bad Language with me at noon. All new episodes, and if you missed some of the great action over the weekend, we were on the North, Touchdown Under, Friday Night Six Pack with Tony, the preview, here we go, the Steelers show, what Yin's talking about. There was a lot of good stuff. State of the Steelers, check all of those out and be with us because as camp gets ready for game time, man, we have it all here first. Big bro, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Hey, thanks for, thanks for hanging with me. It was a lot of fun. So, hey, you know what's the best thing going on? is, And I told you this right before we started the show. We're less than a week away yeah, from the first preseason game. I know. It's awesome. And I didn't and get to watch. And I'm over going. The... Yes. And I'm going. Are you doing a report? Um, you are now. Uh, maybe. <laughs> the podcast producer just said, yes, you're doing it. So well, I want that on my desk. Okay. <laughs> or my we'll email. We can do. We'll see All what right, we can do. But yeah, I think the wife and I are going up for the game. So looking forward to going up. Um, I actually have a lot of fun watching the preseason games because I, I like picking apart kind of what I see. Um, so yeah, that's... it's been a, been a couple of years since I've been up to a preseason game. So kind of looking forward to it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're going. That is absolutely awesome. Well, it's time for us to get on out of here. For Big Bro Sco, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been the Sunday night Q&A. We are so glad that you are hanging out with us. And we ask you to do this. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypostasis.